if you want to really improve your performance in anything in your life, one of the key aspects of your own development that you need to look at is whether you have made peace with your ego. What I mean by this is having coached many athletes and having been an athlete myself, I can say that if you have a an ego that is not under control, that is the largest hindrance to your development as an athlete than anything else in your sport, okay? My, I myself know that when I was younger, I was not able to take on board feedback. In fact, I would argue sometimes with other people because I had an ego that I wasn't fully aware of and I wasn't fully at peace with. And ultimately, that led me to doing things in my own training that weren't helpful and probably set me backwards a couple months or even at some times even a year. As a coach, it's extremely hard for me to get a lifter to the next level if every time I present unfavorable feedback, my athlete becomes defensive, which is basically the the ego in action. On a professional level, even on a personal level, and I'll use the example of a relationship, if your partner puts you in a position where you feel uncomfortable and you fight back instinctively without thinking through whether what's been said to you is actually true, then you do not have your ego under control. And that's not helpful for you or your relationship. So on this episode, I'll talk about what the ego is, why the ego is actually not the enemy and the strategies that I've used in my past and still continue to use to this day to be aware and to be at peace with my ego. But the first thing is like, what's the ego? Everyone talks about the ego. If you go to do a Google search and you just type in what is the ego, what you'll find is a list of all these things that are written by all these people that say what the ego is. Whether that's true or not, I think the easiest way for us to define the ego is by what everyone kind of agrees on. So the ego is probably not accurately described in many, many ways. And what I'm about to describe it as is observations, not from just myself, but from a lot of people. But the ego is something like the thing that you feel that stops you from apologizing, even though you know that perhaps after the fact or even during the fact, you were in the wrong. The ego is the thing that stops you from apologizing. And we all feel, we've all felt that and we've all recognized that in someone. The ego is that thing that asks you to amplify your own self-worth. The ego is the thing that tells a story 
not as accurately as it can, but in a way that favors themselves. And we all know that. We've all known people who we have gone through things with that when they tell the story again, they paint themselves in a better picture. This happens all the time in relationships, for example, when you go through a breakup. One partner will say, the other person was all these terrible things and they did all these amazing things for their partner, but they were still taken for granted. And what's that? That's the ego talking because both of us, everyone knows that there's no way you were perfect in any relationship. The ego is that thing that gets you into stupid arguments. You know that this is not worth your time, but for some reason you just feel like you need to argue with this person because they're wrong and you're right. That's the ego. So the ego is everything that everyone can understand, but is not put, not accurately defined in anything. But we, I believe that if after my general description just now, you all have an idea of what I'm trying to say. So then, why is the ego important? And I, I say it's important because a lot of self-help bullshit says stuff like, you have to kill your ego. Your ego is the thing that's holding you back. Your ego is that thing that is the devil. It's the enemy. But I'll tell you for a fact that if I didn't have my ego, I probably would never ever have represented my country in my sport. If I didn't have some sort of ego, I probably never would have fought in a ring and won. I probably won't be doing combat sports. If I didn't have an ego, I wouldn't push myself to train all the time. If I didn't have an ego, I wouldn't be always pushing myself to read more, to learn more, and to progress in my career. If I didn't have an ego, I wouldn't be doing any of those things. And that's why the ego is important, because it actually has a purpose. The ego drives us to be better because we have a thought and an image of ourselves that we want to uphold. If I have an ego that is attached to self-improvement, not in the sense of reading a self-help book, but more like learning how to do better marketing for my business, and I have an ego that is attached to that, that's going to drive me into learning more about marketing. This is a good thing. If my ego says to me that I am the best weightlifter in this fucking room and I compete and act like I am the best weightlifter in this fucking room and I do win this competition, that's a good thing. Where it becomes a bad thing is when the ego starts to be so strong that it has an irrational an unrealistic belief in itself. For example, if I believe that I am the best weightlifter in that room and I am beat that day by 20 kilos, it makes no sense for me to continue to believe that I am the best weightlifter. And if my ego is hurt because I am beat and I am angry about that, 
to one degree, it's a good thing because then it might drive me to train harder. But then if I go down the point of I was only losing because I didn't train, have a good training session leading up, I didn't have enough sleep, I didn't have the right food, then what I'm doing now is using my ego to shield myself from the reality of the situation, which is that I just got beat. Okay, your ego can protect you from personal attacks. If somebody makes a degrading comment on your character, some people will say that, hey, um, if you don't have an ego, you won't be, you won't be offended by that. Just let it go. Maybe in some instances that's important, but maybe in some instances it's probably better to bite back. If somebody calls you a fuckhead for no reason, or somebody makes a disgusting gesture towards your partner or your or your mother or your daughter, you, you're gonna really go, oh, I have no ego. I'm not gonna take offense to that. Or are you going, is your ego going to rise and say, hold on a minute, this is a attack on my family or on my dignity, and I'm not going to take that, right? So the ego is actually not a bad thing. It's just depending on how you utilize it. How do we use it, utilize it? How do we understand it? Okay. Now that we know what it is, now that we know that there's a function and purpose, how do we stop it from getting out of control? I think this is where it becomes very interesting because if you look at some sort of some sort of child psychology they will say that the ego is just a set of protective mechanisms that hold your self-worth and anytime that your self-worth is attacked you will feel vulnerable and the ego doesn't like to feel vulnerable and that's why you will find ways to defend it and usually this stuff is traced back to your childhood something like that I'm not going to go down that path because that is beyond my comprehension. And look, it's not that I don't believe in it, but it's more like, I feel like you can make a narrative out of everything. And I'm only going to deal with the situation and how you felt about that situation and whether you want to make that about your mom or dad or how you were brought up, that's up to you. If you want to address your ego, you need to rely on your logic. Let me explain. Your ego's reactions are generally illogical. They are irrational. Most times it makes no sense. That's why you need to make sense of it. When your ego starts to flare, I want you guys to think back to a, an argument that you probably shouldn't have had or a fight that you shouldn't have had, something like that. Did you have an instance where you felt like, hold on, I'm feeling very uncomfortable or I'm feeling aggressive or frustrated and I'm going to now argue back? Which came first, the argument or the feeling? For myself, and I'm sure it's going to be for you as well. The feeling comes first. It's that feeling of anger. Like somebody just pushed you and you have this raw aggression that you want to fight back. That comes first. That's your ego rising. And then you start justifying any everything that you're saying. 
and it becomes stupid and petty. It's a waste of your time. So if the emotion comes first, you have to deal with the emotion. When you feel your ego start to rise in the form of anger, aggression, or frustration, you have to settle this first. How do you do that? If you're in a situation where you're in a group setting, it could just be a matter of trying to take control of your breathing. Deep breaths. Deep, slow, and take your time. Sometimes even the act of just recognizing that you're angry, irritated, or frustrated is enough to quell the situation. If you need to, remove yourself from the environment so that you start to settle first. It's not easy. I know it's not easy. But it can be done. And the more you do it, you'll realize that it becomes as a flash. It might come as only two seconds and then it's gone. But you recognize that there is a flare-up and during that flare-up, the sooner you can quell it, the sooner you can move over to the next stage. After you've settled the emotion, you have to break down the situation. What happened? What happened in that context to make you feel that way? Why did you feel that way? You know, you have to make sense of the situation. And why does it make, does it make sense even that you felt that way? Now, I'm going to give you a couple of examples from my own personal self-development. Some of you guys may be able to relate to this. Sometime, I suppose it was almost two years ago now, I was in a, I was working and I was just chatting to a couple of girls around my space who I'm not interested in. Okay. And we had a, we had a brief chat. Then I went on to do my work. Now another guy comes over. He's a friend of mine and he starts talking to these girls. And they're having a good time. He's vibing with them. And they're just, I suppose, sharing a very good energy. And I felt the flash of my ego. I felt my ego start to feel irritated at him. And because I felt that, I quickly settled myself. And I just went to the kitchen and I ignored it. And then I took out my journal and I thought about it. I thought, what happened there? Why did I have this feeling. What was that feeling? And I looked at the situation. Doesn't make any sense that I should feel irritated that this friend of mine was holding the attention of these two girls. Does that even make sense? No, it didn't make sense. The irrational sense-making is this. I wanted to have their attention. Maybe I was a bit jealous that my friend could hold their attention better, better than I could. Right? Like that's normal. There are people who are maybe better. Maybe I'm better at holding the attention of other people. And he's better at holding the attention of those two girls on that day in particular. That's not something for me to be angry about. 
or feel like I've been attacked. It made no sense for me to feel that way. And that's why I know that that was my ego talking. And after I had made sense of it from a very third person view, I didn't feel angry at that anymore because I understood it. I understood it. I understood my own psych. I calmed myself down. And then when it, when I returned, they were still talking, but I didn't feel that problem anymore. The second example I can give you is one of my ex-clients. I saw her training with another trainer. And in that instance, I had a flash of my ego flaring up, like almost just anger. Like, why did you leave me to go train with someone else? And it was so strong. And I suppose you could argue that maybe it was because I felt competition. Like, oh, what, you think she's better than me? And I am a very competitive person. So I thought, what, you think she's better than me? You think that she's more knowledgeable than me? How fucking dare you? How dare you choose her over me? And that was the immediate feeling I had. But I also recognized it. And in that situation, I thought to myself, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. This is irrational. A customer can choose any client they want. Any client. I mean, any any personal trainer that they want. It's got nothing to do with me as a person. Okay, so then right then and there, I got my little journal out. I sat down in a corner and I wrote down what I felt. And then I just spent 10 minutes thinking about it. And here's what I thought. I made looked at the situation and I thought, thought it made no sense for me to be angry logically at this situation. Because upon reflection, my ex-client had gone to this new trainer for yoga and Pilates. I can't do yoga and Pilates. If I was in her position, but I'll change the art form around, would I go to a powerlifting coach if I want to learn Muay Thai? No. If my powerlift, if my Muay Thai coach could also do powerlifting, then sure. But the powerlifting coach does not know how to do Muay Thai. If I said, if that powerlifting coach said to me, hey, why'd you leave me? I would say, well, because you don't know Muay Thai and I want to learn Muay Thai. Completely logical, completely impersonal. It had nothing to do with me as a person. It was simply a skill set thing. I can't teach yoga or Pilates. I don't give a fuck about yoga and Pilates. If that was my mum, I would say to her, yeah, why would you stay with the Muay Thai and weightlifting guy if he can't do yoga and you want to do yoga? Go do yoga. Like, go meet a trainer that does yoga. You see what I'm saying? So you have to use your logic to expand on the situation. Look at it objectively, as objectively as you can. And then apply it to yourself. And then you really have to deeply reflect on that instance. And once you have, you'll realize, fuck, my ego is actually extremely irrational sometimes. And that's why you can't be governed by it. I encourage you to go through your own examples of 
times when you could feel your ego getting in the way and playing on your mind when you really didn't need to do that. My last example would be something from my previous relationships. I would get into arguments with my previous girlfriends over any topic because I valued me being right over a peaceful cessation of the argument. And when I look back at it, I always think to myself, was it really worth it to get into an argument because I wanted to be right? No, absolutely not. I could very easily say, hey, it sounds like we have a difference of opinion. That's okay. We don't have to agree on everything and left it at that. But that's not what I did back then. What I did was your evidence is shit. Your points are invalid. I'm giving you great points, which are all factual. Why can't you just admit that you're wrong? And that was me power tripping. That was my ego saying, I'm fucking better than you. I'm fucking smarter than you. Fucking validate me. That was unnecessary and I'm not proud of it, but it's a, it was a great learning experience for me. And to finish, here's what I would say. After you get good at points one, which is settling down your anger or frustration, and then point two, which is breaking down the situation from a logical point of view, does it make sense? If it doesn't make sense, that's your ego. And you can very easily settle yourself just by adding more sense into it. Number three is revise, revise, revise. And this is why I'm a big fan of meditation and journaling, because you can revise similar situations and experiences. And the more times you do it, the more times you put yourself in a position where you can objectively and impersonally assess yourself, against others, you will not have this trigger of your ego anymore. It might still come in flashes, but it will be nowhere near as bad and you will be able to recognize it way earlier than you could have in the past. And therefore, you can act better and get better outcomes out of social relationships, business relationships, whatever they may be. You need to have experience of awareness dealing with your ego in order to make peace with your ego. So to recap, the ego, as far as I'm concerned, is not very well defined, but everyone kind of know what, what kind of knows what it is. Number two, the ego is important. It can protect you. It can make you perform. It can drive you to earn money for your family. But at the same time, if uncontrolled and left unaware, it can leave you as somebody who does not take on feedback, who is hard to associate with, who does not play well in a team. And number three is you have to rely on logic in order to overcome your ego because the ego is from 
almost everyone completely irrational. And so you have to bring the rationality back into it. I hope this helps guys. Let me know if you have any questions on Instagram and what are your best ways of dealing with your ego. Thanks guys. Bye.